A Light to the Nations is a production of the Ephesus School Network. Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of A Light to the Nations. I'm your host, Father Fred Shaheen. Today we will look at the Gospel reading, which is commonly referred to as that of the Good Samaritan, making one important observation, that the word good is nowhere to be found in this biblical text. That might seem like a minor point, but if we consider how Jesus himself rejects being called good elsewhere in the Gospels, then we might see that calling the Samaritan good is not only unwarranted by the text, but isn't consistent with the biblical teaching either. Let's hear the text of Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said to him, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. In many, if not most, Bibles, this passage is under a subheading. It could be bolded, as it is in my Orthodox Study Bible, and set apart under the heading, The Good Samaritan. So ingrained in our understanding is this that we don't even think to question it. However, the subheading in bold letters here takes some liberties. It highlights these verses and sets them apart. And worse, it adds its own commentary on the story by calling it the Good Samaritan, when such a value assessment of the character, good, doesn't appear in the text. Regardless of the Samaritan's actions, neither the author nor the one telling the story apply that word to him here. Significantly, in a later part of Luke, the word good, agathon in Greek, does appear. 
In chapter 18, we hear that a certain ruler asks Jesus the same question as the lawyer back in chapter 10. What must I do to inherit eternal life? But here, the ruler addresses Jesus not as teacher, but as good teacher. Jesus' response is, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. Here we can make an interesting aside. In Matthew's rendering of this story, the man not only addresses Jesus as good teacher, but also phrases his question, What good thing must I do? repeating a second time that adjective agathon. There are variant manuscripts of Matthew in which Jesus' reply is not, why do you call me good, but rather, why do you ask me about what is good? The existence of such a variant may be explained in that here you eliminate the potential scandal of Jesus himself refusing to be called good. Nevertheless, in all three of the synoptic gospels, it appears in Mark 2, Jesus' retort directs the man to God, the one who alone is good, and more importantly to the commandments which are an expression of his will. In scripture, God and his commandments function the same way. Both stand as the sole reference for defining what is good. And so, since agathon does not appear in Luke 10, we can see how our referring to the parable as that of the Good Samaritan is really unwarranted by the text. One could argue that, since only the Samaritan, not the priest and not the Levite, proved to be a neighbor to the one who fell among robbers, and since he did it specifically by showing mercy to him, that is, by keeping the commandments of God, who is good, that he is worthy to be called such. If we understand his actions solely in reference to the commandments, then we could draw such a conclusion. Still, however, given that agathon appears nowhere in this text, neither Luke nor Jesus apply the word to the Samaritan, calling it the Good Samaritan is really just adding your own editorial commentary to what is there in the text, something which, if we submit to the text, we aren't permitted to do. In Luke chapter 17, we get some more insight into this matter. Jesus teaches that in order to have faith, one must do what's required. Here, being considered good is not even an option. When the apostles request that Jesus increase their faith, he tells them a parable about servants doing what is commanded of them. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. That's Luke 17, verses 7 through 10. This conclusion, that one is unprofitable and merely acting dutifully, reflects the biblical teaching more accurately than making an assessment of a person or his actions as good. Servants of the one God 
if they seek to please him and to do his will, need only to be faithful to what he commands. That's why in Luke chapter 18, Jesus refers to the commandments when the ruler, Archon in Greek, asks him about what is good. Immediately following the parable of the Samaritan, Jesus tells the lawyer, go and do likewise. It's a remarkably concise and direct command, requiring no additional input on the part of the one hearing. One is not to consider it, to think about it, or to weigh the matter. One must simply do according to what the Samaritan in the story did. And the text of Luke emphasizes this yet another time in the brief story that immediately follows Jesus' parable, that of Martha and her sister Mary. It is Martha who is interested in serving, and yet Jesus directs her to the one thing needed, that good part that her sister has chosen, which is to hear this teaching in order to know how to act faithfully to it, that is, to behave correctly. As a servant, being faithful means doing what you are commanded to do and deferring all judgment of what is good to the only judge, and the only one who is good, that is, God. This concludes this bonus episode of A Light to the Nations. I thank you for listening today, and I look forward to meeting with you again in one week.